Um, actually, I, what we were just talking about, giving and receiving, that just like hit me. The, the giving and worrying about the giving mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. cancels it out and doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're two very different things, yeah. Yeah. right? Because genuine giving, you're in correspondence and resonance mm-hmm. with the person who's receiving. Mm-hmm. And so giving and receiving actually collapse mm-hmm. into a unicity. Because like we all know how beautiful it is when you give someone something and they yeah. receive it, or even if you give advice mm-hmm. and it's like fully received, like think of that time you've been mm-hmm. talking to somebody and you really get through to them and then like tears come and you mm-hmm. see like the, see what they're receiving from you. Like mm-hmm. that fills you with that same feeling. And so giving and receiving collapse. So service becomes like such a potent mm-hmm. medicine for you and the receiver because it's both the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that is always like self-fulfilling. It's a wellspring of, you know, of, of energy. Um, worrying about what you're giving or about what you're receiving is energy that has no inherent return, mm. right? It's just, it's just energy that's being spent and spent and spent in a future timeline or a past timeline that actually will never get received, so it becomes exhausting. Mm. So trying to move into a greater level of faith in what you're, what is going to be received and what you're going to give, that's where it gets a lot more comfortable. So as we were talking about it, it was in the context of planning events mm-hmm. and me planning events for Fit for Service. Typically, we do some planning, you know, we get it kind mm-hmm. of sorted out, we have some support. But I'm so, I'm very confident that there's going to be so many ample opportunities for me to get into that reciprocity of Mm -hmm. giving and receiving in the small conversations that happen in between events and in between things, the little speeches that I give before and after and all of these different moments. And then the big pieces that I offer that it's actually very comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I I don't even think of those like, oh, I'm going to be exhausted Mm -hmm. when I'm done. It's actually like, no, this is great. Mm -hmm. This is actually feels really good. Um, when there's a situation though where there's an excessive amount of planning and a lot of things are happening, that's where the exhaustion kind of comes. Or there's a lot of worry and things that things that create a lot of uh, doubt mm-hmm. and like kind of limit the amount of faith that you have because then it just puts you in all of the hypothetical timelines where yes, the mind loves to go. Yeah, of course. Do you feel like there was ever a point where you had to? have the worthiness to receive? Because I think for a lot of people, they can give, but there's also the worthiness of the act, the worthiness of themselves to be like, I'm actually worthy to receive what I'm giving back. Because I think so many people give, but I think for me, honestly, it was the worthiness to receive that was exhausting me at times. Have you ever felt like you've had to work on your worthiness or self-love enough to be able to receive all the love that you give? Well, it's true that you will not allow yourself to receive more love mm-hmm. than you feel like you deserve. Mm-hmm. Like we are we are the the guard at the gate. We're Cerberus at the gates of our own love, you know, mm-hmm. love Elysium. Obviously mm-hmm. Cerberus was Hades, but mm-hmm. this is like heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're we have a guard at the gate of our heaven and it's telling us how much that we should receive depending on what we feel like we deserve. So mm-hmm. that's true. Mm -hmm. And I find that more 
in a different context, though. I find that more in not the context of the giving and receiving collapse. I think I've always allowed myself in the giving and receiving. When I know somebody's receiving, I allow myself to feel what that feels like because you can't help it. Mm-hmm. Like it almost the act of your giving self justifies your worthiness of receiving the act of giving, right? It's mm-hmm. it's inherent. So it's built in. And that was always probably one of the best ways for me to receive. To just receive from the world without giving any without without giving anything at, at any time, that's been more difficult. Mm-hmm. And actually for, surely I can always work on greater levels of self-love. We all can. You know, that's a, that's a universal, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's, that's a constant. But I actually, if you'll bear with me, I had a big kind of revelation about my resistance to receiving because I do have resistance to receiving and have had resistance to receiving. This message is for me, so I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. It was very surprising to me. It was very surprising mm-hmm. to me. And you'll have to follow me here for a minute. So... Ultimately, because I know that giving and receiving is actually a collapse, is one of the best things you can do for somebody is to receive, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's one Mm -hmm. of the best gifts you can give is to receive. It's such a gift to the person who's giving. Mm -hmm. And And like we know that inherently. And so one way to deny someone the gift of the a gift is to deny them you're receiving like imagine that you're angry at your partner right you're upset with your partner you got some resentment you're and they're trying to give you something what do you do you don't receive it why because you're not going to give them the gift of of your receiving because you're holding that grievance and saying you don't deserve my receiving you don't deserve it So I'm not going to give you that satisfaction because fuck you. Like even some part of us. So that's why resentment is the monster that eats love because it prevents you from actually receiving the love from your person because you don't want to give them the gift of receiving. Mm -hmm. So that explains it in a dyad, in like a relationship dyad. But why I was pondering deep in a medicine journey, well, why don't I receive from the universe? Mm -hmm. And what I realized and what came to me as like a revelation is I have a grievance with God. Mm. I have a grievance with God. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have a grievance with God? Do I really? And I was like, yes, you do. And here's why. Because we all project the divine onto our parents. Our parents are not God. But we project God onto our parents. And our parents are human and they're fallible. Mm. And they will never live up to the standard of the divine. So the more that we've projected onto our parents or uncles or coaches or other people, we've projected the divine. And to the extent that they've let us down, we hold a grievance, not with those people, but with God, because we've placed God on Mm -hmm. all of these other people. So I realized that to actually reconcile my grievance with God, I had to pull all of the godness, all of the divinification that I had given to all of these people in my life and pull that all back and give that back to God. Mm -hmm. The only place that it can actually be held, the only place where your godness can be held is by God. Mm -hmm. And so that process then opened me up to the idea like I can receive from God, which means nature, which means people, 
and which means all of these things without actually holding that grievance to life, to the universe. God may be a hard word for some people, you know, because of all of the ways in which God has been used. And I'm with you. God has been misused mm-hmm. probably more than any word in the history of mm-hmm. humankind. But nonetheless, like the grievance that I was holding mm-hmm. was preventing me from receiving. And by, you know, working to clear that grievance, you know, I've been opening the gates to my receiving even more. Mm. But it's not like I snapped my fingers yeah. and it's all done. But it was it was a really stunning revelation to get there. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.